Why did Jesus have to die? By Mary Jo Mast. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Romans 5, 8-11 But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now become justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. A question seems to surface in inquisitive minds around Easter time, beckoning us to come nearer to the beautiful cross of Christ. Why did he have to die? Why would a heavenly father send his own son to earth as a man? to suffer severe, brutal humiliation by death on a cross. God's Word supplies us with the answer to this good question. In Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, you probably remember the story of Adam and Eve, the first humans ever created. They were instructed by God not to eat from one tree in the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yet they were deceived by Satan and disobeyed. Sadly, this brought sin and evil into our world. It opened the door for all of us humans to sin. A rebellion toward perfection caused a huge rift between sinful man and the holy God. This sin created a separation that could not be ignored. God originally created man perfect and sinless in the garden. But when Adam and Eve disobeyed and broke his command, it marred their sinless state. Therefore, he had to punish them. What righteous judge does not punish lawbreakers? Overlooking sin would make a holy God unjust. Romans 6.23a says, The wages, or penalty, of sin is death. According to this verse, God chose death to be the consequence of sin. All of us have sinned. Isaiah 64.6b says, And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Ever since Adam and Eve sinned, Every human being on earth has guiltily broken God's law or command in some way or another. Our own goodness can never compare to God's holiness and righteousness. As it says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter how hard we try in our sinful state, we continually fall short of the standard God put in place. 1 Corinthians 6.9-11 says, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by His Spirit of our God. Interestingly, 
In the Old Testament, God set up a system for his people to follow in order to take away the guilt of sin. Yet this system was temporary. Whenever anyone fell short of God's standard, an animal had to die and blood had to be shed to take away that specific sin. Hebrews 9.22 states that without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Hebrews 10.4 says clearly, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. This faulty system was only a shadow of a much greater, perfect plan that was to come later. Friend, Jesus died for this very reason. It was God's perfect plan for us to be reconciled to Him. God's great love for us compelled Him to send Jesus, His perfect Son, who was sinless in every way on our behalf. No other person could take away sin, only God. This was one last sacrifice that was made for us by the sinless Lamb of God. John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. God did not want us to die and face punishment, but while we were still living in sin, Jesus died for us. He took our place of punishment. 2 Corinthians 5.21 implies that Jesus became sin for us so that we could become His righteousness. Hallelujah! He took our sinful place by building a bridge with His body and blood, making provision for us to reach God's standard again. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came to take away your sin, my friend. He came to save the whole world. And yet, the choice is up to every individual whether to believe or reject Him. God does not force anyone or anything, but freely gives us the dignity to choose. It is His utmost desire for every human on earth to accept the gift of salvation through Jesus and be spared from eternal death. If you place your faith in Jesus by truly believing in God's perfect Lamb and sacrifice today, you can have fellowship with the living God. When you say yes to Jesus, He will come to live in your innermost being and make you righteous. He will change your sinful desires and give you the ability to do His will as you choose to surrender to His Spirit who dwells in you. Meditate on this good news. Why did Jesus have to die? Read Hebrews chapter 9 for a deeper study. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21, what did Jesus become? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Was the sacrifice of Jesus enough? Do you believe and will you receive God's gift of salvation? Why or why not? Here is a simple prayer from the Reverend Billy Graham that you can pray today to invite Jesus into your heart and to move forward in relationship with Him. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. 
and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for sending the gift of Jesus that washes away every sin that we have ever committed. Thank you, Jesus, that you were the perfect sacrifice and we can believe in you and that you take away all of our sins by the blood that you shed. Father, we just receive everything that you have done for everything that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's a simple prayer from the Reverend Billy Graham that you can pray today to invite Jesus into your heart and move forward in your relationship with him. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to be the first to welcome you into the family of God. Blessings to you, Mama.